Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bren, our school is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my witchy poo. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> oh my God. I got you in the ethers. <laughs> you totally do. You totally do. Oh my God. How are you, Mayel? I'm doing great. You know, I um, uh, I went and watched Doctor Strange in the theater oh. um, Saturday and Sunday. Wow. You, you know, it. well, a girl's just got to study. Ah. I mean, I needed to spend time with it. I needed to see, like, what are they trying to tell us? You know, don't get wrapped up in all the special effects, Julie. Second time around, right? First time I get all wrapped up in it, right? Second time around, I'm like, hmm. What's the story? <laughs> what are they telling us here? Um, I encourage everyone to go see it. It actually did almost $200 million its opening Ooh. weekend, which is really Ooh. fantastic. Um, it's, I think, probably the biggest hit we've had since the pandemic. So that was really exciting. So, that yeah, I sat in a theater. Yay, exciting on multiple levels. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God, I've missed it so much. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And the other thing that I have missed, I think many of us have missed, which is really a big our topic today, which is family. Mm, yep. End of pandemic. Lots of lots of newness. <laughs> lots, lots of newness and um, lots of opportunity. You know, I mean, I think every day is opportunity, right? I think mm -hmm. that's fair to say. And um, we had a big event happen in my family that um, really had me thinking about what does family mean from mm. very much a spiritual standpoint. Um, some people, especially in Arkansas, family means, well, 
work in the fields or they usually marry each other. So it means more generations. That was my terrible joke on Arkansas. Um, <laughs> but, but even though I am in Arkansas, um, uh, to this now I am actually, we are not in Florida right now, but um, we had a big event happen that, that really had me rethink. And I came to conclusions that I had uh, actually never come to before. Um, I think I've, I've like waited. I'm like a late bloomer, you know, you don't know like those young girls or young boys and they still look kind of dorky in high school. But then <laughs> when they're in college, it like they kind of like fill in and they're like called late bloomers. I think I'm a spiritual late bloomer. It's like all of a sudden all these things are coming to me in my 50s. Uh, so that's kind of where I am. But it's a beautiful uh, thing, you know, some people don't don't even get that. Any at any time during their uh, journey, right. so. yeah. So you know, I'm I'm st- I, I'm blooming, just yeah. late blooming. Um, but my cousin Rob, um, who is a- a- actually quite a bit older than me from a, a contemporary cousin standpoint, um, uh, twelve years and three days oh to be gosh. exact. Oh. Um, his wife jumped um, a few weeks ago. Okay, uh, his wife Karen, who was fifty-seven at the time okay and really really it was like you know when you can when something is painful yet glorious mm. you know, right yeah i mean if we're lucky those two things coexist at the same time right yeah and that's it's what a, it felt like i felt the pain of not having karen around and really my pain was um more for my cousin yeah because they've been together since honestly i was in high school Oh my gosh. I remember her meeting her at my aunt and uncle's house in uh, Oatmongee, Oklahoma, back in mid 80s. You know, they've been dating. They got married in 1987. And so my pain mm-hmm. was for him because she's all he knows. Right. And, the, and she left young. Right? And left young. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of. Um, a lot of reflection on that. And, and but the big reflection was when I was on my way to the gravesite, by the way, Christians have a lot of pomp and circumstance around death. I mean, oh, holy yeah. shit. I, I, I mean, from the food to the gatherings to want to boom, 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 boom. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty intense, but on the way, <laughs> seriously, you didn't see it coming, huh? <laughs> no, no, I didn't actually. And um, it's so great. Cause if, when you grow up in that tradition, it's all very comforting because you know, all those traditions will be there when it's your time to say goodbye, right? Right. And they, right. And they guide you. They guide right. you. Oh, yeah. I think it was incredibly helpful for people who were there. Yeah. I mean, whether it was in the, the viewing, which was on a Friday night at the church that they that Karen had attended since she was a child. Oh, my gosh. And the one where my cousin had been a preacher, you know, so it's, yes, this is my family, everyone, for those that are not sitting down. Um, um, But I will say that I had said to you, Brenda, before we even started, is that I love my cousin and there is nothing that will change my mind. There is nothing. There is absolutely nothing. I love him and have always loved him and always will love him. It does not matter that we don't see eye to eye on the way the world should operate. And it sounds like it's mutual. Like he, it is mutual. You couldn't care less. Like your nope. family, your family, your yep. mind. Right. Exactly right. Your yeah. mind. Yeah. But what's interesting is my kind of aha wasn't about my cousin because I've been very clear, always clear how I feel about him. And he and I have actually talked about our differences. Mm. It's actually about his wife, Karen. And Karen was, uh, she was a school teacher. Um, mm. Taught fourth grade in Farmington, Arkansas. Very loved. I mean, 
hundreds and hundreds of people to went to the viewing. Hundreds. Oh, they kept filing in. Yeah, those teachers, they touch so many, right? Such a such an exquisite threshold that people cross every year, right? With uh, oh my God. Ushered in by these teachers, right? And this the, woman uh, was loved. Mm. Loved. The people that I saw just like filing through mm -hmm. this church. And my poor cousin, Rob, he could not bear, they had an open casket thing, mm -hmm. which by the way, is the first time I've ever seen a dead body for the record. I've had a lot of people, never saw one, never wanted to. It was a bit of an exit. She looked great though. They did a great <laughs> job. But um, so it was an open casket. My cousin had not seen her yet in uh, that state. So he's yeah. back at the back of the church and it's his son and his son's wife that are both in their early twenties that are up there greeting everyone. And they were so impressive. Like mm -hmm. they were handling it. And, but I see all the, and I'm not kidding hundreds where at one point I reached up to Ben, his son and said, Ben, I think I need to go. And I said, I don't want to, but I think I need to. He goes, well, how come? And I said, I think I need to free up a parking spot mm -hmm. because there's, there was that many people. Right. So all these people are filing through and I'm really like sitting there, like sitting very quietly, which is odd sitting there and you know listening and just kind of feeling and of course i'm staring at you know karen dead karen body waiting for her to wake up and like kind of wink at me you know or something she didn't um and just really with her and what i thought about was th such a big lesson to me and it was this issue of what family means and you know, Karen, like we say, there's my mom on one side of the spectrum and my mother, I was on this planet to be her little number two. I was her mini me. There was no <laughs> question. It was never a hard relationship. It was amazing. And then there's other people that are very hard to get along with. Right. Then I was thinking about Karen by marriage, obviously family. Um, I would have never met Karen if mm. not for my cousin. Karen yeah. isn't somebody that I would have ever run into right. and not, I wouldn't have been, you know, it, it's just, we don't run the same crowds. She's not gay. Because <laughs> um, um, all the gays hang out together. <laughs> well, we do have a club, um, um, and but I just I would have never. Yeah, we don't have kids. Would have never seen her in school, you know. But I am so incredibly grateful to have actually had her in my life mm. because she was this kind, kind soul, always smiling, always helpful. Um, considerate to everyone. And um, unlike anybody else in my family, by the way, this is probably why I think so highly of her is that she was an, she was an alien in my family. We weren't really the nicest people in the world. And but she was this kindness. And I'm so grateful that my cousin brought her in because I realized that family doesn't just have to be with who you identify with and that it's easy that, you know, family can teach us lessons, can teach us, you know, of what we don't see in the mirror, or what we'd like to see in the mirror. You know, like when I watch all those people filing in, I um, went home and told Suzanne because she's still a little COVID mm -hmm. nervous, um, went home and told Suzanne and I said, honey, I don't know that many people, much less that many people showing up to my funeral. I'm like, I just, that is not my world. It's mm -hmm. her world, but that is certainly not mine. And I am just so glad to have been a part of it and to know someone that so many people would take a shower and dress up ish. Yeah, it's still <laughs> Arkansas. Um, I look the best for the record and we know how I dress. Um, and it, it, it just wasn't anything that I had really experienced was like a whole community literally showing up. Mm -hmm. So I just thought about what 
family is and how to look at it and maybe sometimes look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. And, and the, the value of hanging with and appreciating or learning how to connect to people who are so different than you. Yeah. Right. When, you know, especially when marriage expands the family, it's, it's hard on the people coming in and it's hard sometimes for the family members. Like how, how do we embrace that? That's different. We don't agree to that. (laughs) Right. Right. Right? You don't get to vote who people love. And so you don't, it's not, it's not a democracy. Absolutely. Right. Right. No, but it is, it's not a democracy. And, and, you know, it's funny because, um, I was telling Rob, um, my cousin Rob, mm-hmm. that uh, we were talking about Karen. And I said, did she ever tell you that when I called her um, for advice or help in 2018? And he goes, no, she didn't tell me. I said, oh, he goes, what, what? Now he's like, oh, what, what, what? And I said, <laughs> you know, should, we should hold that. Oh, we we're to clip hang it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. You go girl. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> yes, good move. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. 
from our cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are probably laughing at cliffhangers. They're like, what the hell? They think that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, it was more of an interruption, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how we entertain ourselves. I totally cop to that. <laughs> um, so, so why, why did, why did you call Julie? Um, not Julie. Why Karen. did you call Karen? Yeah. Behind your cousin's back. <laughs> why, well, I did because yeah. I was, I was afraid. Um, which isn't you, a word I use very yeah, often. Yeah, what were you afraid of? Um, I, I was afraid of my book coming out ah. and not have, I don't know, greasing the skids a little bit because, you know, they are, um, they are deeply conservative in their views in the world yep. and they are deeply religious in their views in the world. And um, I, uh, I wanted to just kind of prep Karen for Rob. And so I called her and I said, you know, hey, Karen, kind of thing. And uh, I said, well, I have a book coming out. She's like, oh, you do? Like, because I didn't, uh, they didn't know that either. <laughs> and, I, and I told her what it was. I said, I go, I beg you not to judge until I'm finished. And I started talking to her about the title. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I really ended it with, I just, I just want to ask for your help. I want to ask for your help to when you talk to Rob about this, just to let him know that we both believe in God. We just got there different ways. Mm. And I, and I just like, I wanted him to know that piece of it. And so the rest of it wouldn't um, scare him or turn him off or turn him away or whatever it may be. And um, maybe it would have never done that, but it was my fear. Yeah. And, and that's legit because you've had that feedback before, right? Where some people start backing away from you for whatever reason. And you, you care about your cousin. So I, I, Very get, much. That. I get that wanting to, to make sure it was okay. And I'm sure she was lovely. She was amazing. But, yeah. She was absolutely positively mm -hmm. amazing about it. So family, right? Like I went to her when I was in distress about that particular issue. It was her that I went to. Um, and so Rob actually, he loved it, you know, I mean, he, and I know he read it cause he called me and he talked to me about it and, and all of that. Um, I'm sure he didn't tell me every opinion that he had, which is okay. Cause I don't think I wanted to hear every opinion <laughs> that he had, um, because I don't give him every opinion I have about his church. So we are re very respectful to one another. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. And, and what, a, um, even just you reaching out to her is very gracious. Right. It's you're taking care of Rob in this way. Yeah. Right. And and wanting to make maintain the connection. Yes. And and the the thing is, no one can read that book without you know, knowing it's a love letter to your to your mom. And of right. course I'm sure he adored her. Yeah, he actually spoke at her service. Oh, at my mom's service. Really? Oh, Bren. I it was he was amazing because he is such an amazing speaker. A amazing in oh. front of a group. He's he's also very funny. Oh, oh, he's so funny. Family trait. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for real. He is so funny. So I think this whole topic of family, um, there's also family that I want nothing to do with. <laughs> and that's okay, too. Yes. Right? Um, because I've gone through that exercise of where do I connect? Where do I not connect? Where do you know? But being open is, is, to me, the most important part. And then you, instead of, cause I would normally be a little closed off at it. It's like, Oh, you want to judge me? You want to judge what I do, how I live, who I'm married to? Fuck you. I mean, that's, it was kind of my MO. <laughs> Sometimes still. 
<laughs> you are a warrior for love. <laughs> I, seriously, seriously, it's totally true. But yeah. I think that you know it's okay to um, to not have to interact, right? Like I just told the story of having somebody brought into the family that I was, I mean, virtually nothing in common with, truly nothing, like nothing on paper, so to speak, right? There's like absolutely nothing. And I had so much re respect and, and love for her, um, someone who I would have never met. And so I'm really grateful for that, having someone in the family that was so incredibly different than me. But I also know there are people who are really different. And I think that kind of the the, the line for me is um, if somebody's a real asshole, then I'm out. And since she's not an asshole, she's very, very, very kind. In fact, yeah. I'm the asshole she could have cut out, to be perfectly frank, in the relationship. I mean, I can't lie. Yeah, except her husband adored you. So that except her that husband would have been a little rough. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. right. It, it doesn't sound like it was quite their way to cut people out. No, no. And and, and my cousin absolutely was crazy about my mother. I'm not sure that he knows that mom had an abortion um, because this day and age, that is certainly something that is triggering to a lot of people. I know I've talked about it before, um, but I'll say it again. I think I even put it on Facebook, I don't know, not on Facebook. I quit Facebook on Instagram uh, yesterday for Mother's Day is um, I would not be here if she did not have an illegal abortion. And do you, do you want to unpack that for people a little bit? Unpack it that I wouldn't be here if she didn't have a legal abortion. Um, yeah, mom was dating a man named Bill Mount. I'm going to say everybody's name because <laughs> they're all dead and they don't give a shit. Um, so she was dating a guy named Bill Mount. And, and my mom, just for the record, she was a good looking woman. <laughs> I mean, she seriously, she was a fine looking woman and she was like catnip to men mm. when she was like in that day. So she could pretty much have whoever she wanted. I'm just being really honest. I know she's my mom, but whatever, whatever, that's who she was. And she would attract actually quite rich men. Mm. And Bill was an oil guy and a wealthy guy. And mom got pregnant when she, I, it was probably either the early sixties, late fifties. Okay. So Roe v. Wade was 73, mm -hmm. is that right? And because he had means, he paid for a safe abortion for mom because it's not what either one of them wanted or needed in their life at the time. And it's certainly not what mom wanted. I mean, I, mom laid, here's the great news. Mom was so open with me about all this stuff. Like there was, she didn't stutter once. She didn't apologize. She, there was no shame associated to it. That's you know, a, that's an amazing role model right there. That's oh my God. Yeah. Why? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, not a, not an ounce. It's like she lived her life. Right. And she made her decisions and she wasn't going to be apologetic to anybody for them, including her daughter. You need to answer to anyone. Yep. Right. And because she wanted, she wanted a family, just she wanted to be married and have a family is what she wanted. Yeah, not like, yeah, not like that. So. Right. And um, so if she would not have had that abortion, her life would have been, I mean, drastically different. Right. Right. Drastically different. So when we talk about family, right, and we talk about the spiritual side of family, there's nothing more spiritual than being in line and actually being able to come in. Right. Right. Like, I know that mom and I had an agreement long before either one of us were on this planet, this go around, and there was no stopping 
me from coming in. Yeah. And I have often wondered, would I have gone in through that body? And my answer I keep getting was no. Because I don't it. think it was ever meant to be. Yeah. And, and, you know, what we know is that when spirits get assigned, a, you know, a, a embryo, right? When, when they get assigned, they have an experience, they have a soul expanding experience, even if they don't come to, to fruition. Like, you know, if it's a, a natural uh, miscarriage or induced abortion, like it, it doesn't, like they, that spirit's soul still advances in some way, shape or form. Right. So they, they get something from the experience, even if they don't come in to a traditional manifestation. So, that's, so I don't think that was made. That's probably why is that. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason I point that out is because then you wouldn't, that soul would not have been able to reincarnate so quickly. That's my point. Right. Oh, got it. Got so, it. Interesting. Because it was probably minimum 10 years later. Yeah, minimum, too fast. Too yeah, fast. that um, yeah. I came around. Um, so I look at everything that's happening in the world and I'm hearing all these points of views. And it's not that I, I, it's hard for me to disagree with either side, to be really honest. Like, I understand there's people that, you know, save the babies, whatever. I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand it. Um, but it's none of your fucking business what my mother did. I'm making it everybody's business by talking about it because <laughs> you because because you don't actually hear from grown ass adults like myself that say, I know I'm here as a result of a I'm previous on. abortion. I yeah. am. And I had no qualms saying the A word because I was like, oh yeah, just be like cancer. Don't say abortion. It's like abortion, abortion, abortion. It is what it is. Yeah. And um because you mainly hear from women who had them right? Like those mm -hmm. are the stories that we typically hear. Mm -hmm. And so I've been talking to whoever will listen. It's like, I am a product, like I'm here because my mama had an abortion folks. So if you hate me and you don't, you think I should be gone, well, A, fuck you. But B, <laughs> I don't care because I am here. And I was here because I was supposed to be here. And I was here because my mom had to go through a lot of shit for me to get here. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take another break. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no cliffhanger on that one. We'll be right back. <laughs> Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there. I'm <laughs> People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into exactly. what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. 
We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm bringing us back. And I just promised Brenda in the break that I will not uh, finish this episode by going <laughs> with the shit I don't care. They can fuck off. I know that's not always helpful. It's entertaining, but it's not always helpful. And well, so I'm going to like kick it over yeah. to my witchy poo to actually, you know, bring it into that spiritual plane again. Well, what I think is is so lovely is how you you, you know open this conversation with Karen being family, right? And family of choice is so important. It's not, you know, this exclusive family of blood that is so apparent to us, and it's obvious for good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but, you know, we definitely identify with our family, our biological family, but we reincarnate in groups, right? So the people you know, the people that you recognize, the people that the first time you meet them, you're just like, oh my God, like the first time I met Ruben, <laughs> you know, and then the second time I met him, uh, he moved in, right? <laughs> that's, that's family of choice. Like these are people that we know from other times. And, um, and of course, Ruben is our mutual friend. Um, so, but it's, it's this recognition of souls that we know and that we count on. Um, and and so I just ex I invite people to challenge yourself to say who is my family of choice like who's my familiar people that I just have that special spark with and it doesn't matter if I barely know them or I see them once every ten years like who are those people and just poke around in your heart reach out to them in the, an unexpected way and try and cultivate that that recognition reclaim that sacred space of the hearts that says no you're my people <laughs> you know and i and i recognize you and yeah maybe we didn't come from the same bloodline but we're in the same spiritual family for sure and sometimes it's someone at work sometimes it's you know someone you know from school or something like that but you know there's there are those people that you just have an understanding and just to honor it by claiming that and making it special and, and carving out special time for that, just like you would almost out of family obligation. But it's 
it's not laid out for you. Like family, you see at holidays or you see at whatever situations you, your families gather. Usually but, forced situations yeah, for, in like, many cases. Yeah, right. Sometimes reluctantly, like sometimes almost resentful. You're like, oh shit, I don't want to go to this. <laughs> I hear you, sister. You know, or like whatever it is. Um, but if you can do that, you know, if, with with great intention to your family of choice that's obvious to you or that you're even curious about, it can be really nice. And you can find such a special gift there. And sometimes I think, and you tell me if I'm mistaken on this, is sometimes this spiritual family that we reincarnate with mm -hmm. is sometimes there for maybe not the whole run, right? Maybe there are, you know, there are moments that they are there for because <clears throat> I am, um, have a, you said work, and this is what got me. I had a, have a really good friend. Her name is uh, Catherine Colbert, and she mm -hmm. now works for Netflix. She used mm -hmm. to work at Fox and Catherine um, and I just recently had reached out to her simply to thank her hmm. for 11 years ago. She was where I, that she, when I came, when I found out that mom died, hmm. like when she jumped, um, I went, when I first went back in the office, I put my shit down in my office and I beelined it to her, to her office because that is where I felt safe. It's where I felt loved. It is where I could, be myself. Mm -hmm. um, and she was there for that. And I have will never forget that. And she to me is part of my spiritual family, even though I don't talk to her all the time, see her all the time. I still love her deeply. Right. And what happens in my understanding, so at those, you know, very critical moments, where you're just seen and held and honored in those sacred spaces. I think think of it this way. So before we come to the planet, we meet in our, you know, spiritual coffee shops, <laughs> like in our energetic coffee shops when we're still spirits. And we're like, okay, you know, I love you so much. And I'm going to come in and help you for this kind of situation, whatever it is. I can bail you out before you make a really crappy career conversation or before hmm. you blow up your marriage or whatever it is, you know, what like you have these little contracts and these little packs. And then, you know, when they're there for that phase, whatever it is to complete it, it can be, I'm going to, I'm going to come in and blow up your career when it, when you're playing too small and it's never going to serve you and you've, you've abandoned your incredible creative gifts and, you know, but you got locked in being a banker or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Right? Sorry, bankers. Yeah. On our behalf. I apologize to, on behalf of I'm not all insulting bankers, bankers no, but I'm if I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm a very creative spirit, I need to, you know, that's not the, that's not the right environment. So, um, but, and so when you get, to the end of this life and you drop your body and reunite in your spiritual domain though you get to reconnect with those spirits and go so did it serve you well and you know i'm just so you know I want, it was fun to play together and oh my god you were so mad that was awesome you know and then you get to you get to incorporate those lessons again and again at a deeper deeper level and so that's the celebration of how we come together and support each other and so it's 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 literally a soul contract but, you know, is usually we think of like soulmates, like, oh, I have to marry you and be married for 70 years. Uh, or you know, overblown, yeah. people, <laughs> yeah. overblown. I've right. had more questions about it. I'm like, just stop. Stop putting a label on things, folks. Right. Well, and it's just, you know, it's all those fairy tales that were given when we're young and right. Hollywood and everything else. And there's nothing stupid wrong. Stupid Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> but, and there's nothing wrong with any of those, but it's just limiting because there are other, those critical people. And sometimes it's a teacher, like Karen, right? Sometimes it's, um, you know, all those 
all those little critical where someone comes in and is it was so intense and so extraordinary and then you don't ever see them again our paths don't cross for whatever reason but they're yeah. still blazoned in your heart right yeah. right so to see those i think that our call so to speak for this is you know to like you said to identify those and reach out in those unexpected ways and just to let them know and, and when i and you, you feel, to, and you can do to thank them. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, if that's too much, send them a text, send them an email, whatever, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. Slack, whatever you got. Um, or go roll old school and write them a, a card. Right? You just said Slack. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I would pour my heart out in Slack, but that's okay. Sometimes, you know, Sometimes. when the spirit moves you. It's not um, very, uh, it's not very secure, people. Slack, yeah. just FYI. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I do um, just want to give a shout out to teachers because um, my uncle uh, jumped a couple of years ago and he was a school teacher. And, and, you know, I've been in that situation where literally you, you would tap, you know, for the receiving line, like I would go tap someone to give them a rest in the receiving line because the receiving line never ended. It, it was, this one was at it least was, three hours long. It, oh, easy. Yeah, at least. I mean, they were there far past their, yeah. their time. I mean, and, hundreds and hundreds, if not into the thousand plus people. And so he taught high school. So the parents and the kids and then the kids of the kids. Came oh, I mean, of course. It was amazing. It was amazing. Of yeah. course. Just, yeah. So that's, that's important to our teachers, right? And, and really teachers have like expansive soul families because you touch so many people at a foundational level. It's extraordinary such yeah. a privileged role. So underpaid and underappreciated and extraordinarily essential. Yeah, I, I think so. But I, uh, yeah, so to, so to your uncle. Yes. Uh, and to my uh, cousin, Karen. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we honor you and thank you. And also just the kindness. Yeah. You know, I just have one last thing. I know we're going to end this episode. I just need to say this because I, I'm sure I have before. But I want to wrap it up because I keep talking about Karen's kindness. And um, I had a, I know I've told the story about this one jackass I had at USC, <laughs> one of my students, <laughs> that stood up and started arguing with me about how smart he was because he could, you know, search Google anything in the world from his phone and he got the information. And I'm like, don't be confused that being resourceful is not intelligence. And I said, and I called, I told him, I said, I think you're quite arrogant for this point of view. And I said, you think that being smart is the apex of life, but it is not. Mm -hmm. And you only value intelligence. And I promise you there will be a day when you desperately need kindness and it will not be there because you're a jackass. <laughs> and um, for the record, I was right. I'm just <laughs> going to say out loud, I was correct in this statement. And he was a guy, he needed to be beat upside the head. And um, um, because I found in life, so many people will value what what they think is important, not everything is important. You know, like there are people who value intelligence and only smart people. I only want to work with people who have 150 IQ. It's like, really, you're an asshole then. <laughs> um, and, but they always devalue kindness is my point. And um, I have in my life put a tremendous value on kindness. And I just want to just emphasize that to people is Kindness is equally and sometimes if not more important than intelligence or creativity or whatever it means, but kindness, don't ever, ever let that fall under the radar. Yeah. I, so you, yeah, our listeners will have to help us or I can Google it, I'm sure, but uh, the phrase, um, whenever possible, be kind. And it's always possible. Always. Right. So that's, 
on that note. And Karen embodied that every day. Mm. So I thank her. I love that. Um, you know, one of the, the hot phrases in corporate world right now is clear is kind, right? Clear is kind when you, when you're really clear with someone and despite you, you know, saying you were going to beat him upside the head, but <laughs> you, <laughs> were very, you were very clear to him, right? Yes, I was. You were very clear. I guarantee you I changed his life. And it wasn't pleasant for him, but I guarantee you it will be. Yeah. So he will not forget that moment. Yeah. And, you know, he'll hopefully incorporate it in a way that serves many, many others going forward. So I hope so. Yeah. So thank you for sharing your family story and your expansive field of the heart. Yeah. I just yeah. want to encourage everybody to kind of look a little differently at times when, yeah. when they can, because it, it's worth looking. Yeah. Look for your spiritual family and claim yeah. them, claim your yeah. spiritual family. Right. Invite them. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's free will. You can't hold them hostage, but. You know. Well, you could. Yeah. I just don't think it serves you. But that's but, not yeah. kind. That's definitely not kind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember. Her school, school is hard. Without her expansive spiritual family. That's right. Thank y'all. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Joey Pat, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at hi, hi at vibes.store. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, our school is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.